0: Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Grixton and Wayne Shepard dive into the topic of things that trigger your teen. Let's listen in.
1: Mark, today we're going to talk about those things that may trigger issues in the lives of our teens. Yeah,
2: don't you look at kids sometimes and just go, "What's their problem?" <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I do. I, I think it's a very confusing culture. So when you see teens' behavior, the inappropriateness, the bizarreness, yeah. the the craziness, I always ask the question, "What is going on?" What's in behind their that? Head? That's right, because it never is the behavior that you see it's the issues that surround some of that behavior, that is where you get to the heart of the matter. Uh, To deal with it, to be able to address it, to touch a child's heart, but to embrace them and let them know that they are loved amidst their behavior. And even though we're going to stop the behavior, we're going to get to the root of it so we can make some changes. Let's change what's really causing the problem, not just what we see.
1: That's great advice for parents. When you see a problem surface, what's behind that? What's it, causing that?
2: Absolutely. You know what? I mean, we deal with kids that that are struggling. I mean, they're all a mess when they come to us. They don't want to be with us. They hate us. They're they're mad as a hornet that they <laughs> have to be there. Their parents are, are upset and worn out. They don't want to place their child someplace else. But it's amazing to me that amidst these kids that are struggling through things, They want somebody to see their heart and see what's really going on. And I don't meet too many kids that really say, you know, I really want to be a mess up. I really want to be a problem kid. I want to be troubled. I'd really like to mess my life up. No way. I don't see that. And so I spend time looking at kids saying, what is it that's behind it? What is it that is triggering all this behavior that you see?
1: So we're going to give you a partial list of those triggers today. Uh, Obviously, you may have others at work in your life, but the point is to get you thinking about what these triggers are.
2: Absolutely. You know, we're going to talk about adoption, divorce, a family breakup, uh, middle school years, substance abuse, and we put all those things together. And it's not saying that all of them are wrong some of them are some mm-hmm. of them are just wrong but but some things have happened and you have to look at what's setting things off it's amazing to me that most parents don't know what's happening in the life of their child i ask parents all the time i, I in in seminars i say How many of your parents know everything that you did in high school and junior high? (laughs) And parents, you know, are all going, oh, none of them do, blah, blah, blah. And I said, then what makes you think you know what's happening in the life of your child? (laughs) Yeah, right. You know, and the bizarreness of, of life now on the high school or junior high or middle school campus is far different than it was when we were in school. I mean, it's far different than it was even 10 years ago. So when you begin to see a lot of these behaviors that we deem as inappropriate, wrong, out of line, you have to go back and say, instead of just correcting those things and getting a child to quit doing that or change that attitude or don't act like that or be like this, which are all temporary band-aids on a bleeding artery, it is best to go back and say, what are the issues that are happening in the life of my child so that I don't miss something and so that the impact that I have on my child is long lasting and not just a temporary fix to get them through the adolescent years.
1: Let's talk about adoption. We've heard it over and over again from teens that we talk to in the program. This comes up. It does. You know, I, I, I don't know who I am. I was adopted. I wasn't accepted into my family. Right.
2: And that's because kids today want to, belong more than any other time in the history of adolescence. It is a time that they don't belong to each other, and so they move into adolescence. They move from concrete thinking to abstract thinking, and they start to think more about where their roots were, do they actually belong to somebody? And if they feel left out, like every sixth and seventh grade kid does, if they feel left out, then they start to blame it on that sense of rejection. Mm -hmm. They go through those issues. Why would my mother abandon me? Mm -hmm. You know, why did they leave? I mean, so they feel a sense of rejection, and they begin to think, if I am rejectable one time, I can be rejected again. And so they sometimes become very clingy. At other times, they don't want to become attached to anybody because they feel like they're going to get hurt again. They go to extreme issues at times to be Uh, engaged with other people. But most kids today want to connect. They want that. And so adoption becomes an issue, not because there's something wrong with adoption or that somebody did something wrong, but it's because a child wants to belong now more than ever because kids are not connecting with one another. And so they're trying to justify some of their own thinking. And they say, you know what? Because they don't understand about the lack of connection and communication. They say it may be because I'm adopted. Mm-hmm. That's why kids say to me, I think I have adoption issues. Huh. You know, I go, really? Well, let's talk about that. What <laughs> is it that that comes up underneath those adoption issues? Because your parents, aren't you thankful that your parents adopted you? And every one of them says, oh, yeah, yeah, that's not it. That's not it. So it d- this doesn't have anything to do with mom and dad. This has to do with perhaps feelings of, of being abandoned, and their subsequent inappropriate behavior that you can't allow to continue to happen.
1: Don't you think sometimes maybe the issue that's triggered is not triggered in the adoptee, but perhaps in some of the other siblings in the family where there's been an adoption? Oh. Uh, this this happened in, in my life. I was adopted at birth. Never really struggled with that, but I saw how it affected uh, a sister that I had. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, I think it affects different people in different ways. It may have affected you if somebody told you that you'll never belong to this group, we don't want you to be a part, blah, 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 and, and and making those comments that most middle school kids say. It may have taken you in that direction that caused you to question perhaps your adoption. I mean, I think mm-hmm. it's little things, mm-hmm. and I think that's why parents just have to be on guard. It's little things that those little 1% changes in a child's behavior or attitude that moves them in a direction that over a period of time, they will end up following that direction direction they will be way off course in the days ahead so it's looking for those little things
1: all right another trigger a big one has to be divorce.
2: it does and, you know and I know about half the people that are listening to us right now have have you know have been divorced and so they're saying okay uh, maybe I caused all of this well I'm not pointing fingers and, and saying you should have got divorced you shouldn't have got divorced it's your fault that's for somebody else to figure out I look at it and say that it's the Issue that your child is having with the divorce and the effects of that, so that you can understand it. And once you understand that and the losses that your child has felt, that you know how to approach them to get them help. If a child feels like I am not worth dad hanging around anymore, then there's an issue of value that's placed on a child as a result of divorce. It doesn't have anything to do with the divorce. It has to do with the resulting thoughts that your child is having. And you go, well, my child shouldn't think that. Well, they shouldn't, but if they perceive that to be true, Reality is, then yeah. becomes truth to them.
1: Here's an email that illustrates this. This parent says, we have a 14-year-old with divorced parents who have remarried. Both families are Christians and attend church regularly. Our son has been getting more and more disrespectful and angry and plays each family against the other. We've taken him to counselors with minimal effects He's now so disrespectful that we fear he may hurt himself or others.
2: That's right. You know, and and here's here's an idea that I've always thrown out there. A kid who's adopted that that now wants to belong. And, and it's interesting that this young man is 14 years old. He's moving from concrete thinking. Concrete thinking is I was adopted, I have a mommy and daddy, I have a home to live in. Uh, my mommy gave me up, blah blah blah. And so it's done. I mean, and so it's very easy. Now I start thinking differently. I'm thinking abstractly. Why did my mother give me up? I'll mm. never see her. Wait mm-hmm. a minute. I'm not connected like other people. Wait, I'm different. You know, maybe somebody doesn't want me. They start processing those things, and, and moms and dads who have adopted this child and say, why do you question? We love you. You're not answering your child's issues. Your child is wrestling through and trying to process why they were given up in abstract terms as opposed to the former concrete terms that they used to think in. So as they think in these abstract terms, it's engaging with your child and just helping in that discussion so that you can help them process. They will get through it, but most of the time, parents engage in such a way that it's almost shaming to a child for questioning that, or it is it is judging them for questioning mom and dad's intent that we're really off issue here. The trigger has more to do with belonging. The trigger has to do with a sense of rejection. That's what somebody's got to get to. Hey, many of you know that this podcast and our radio broadcast and conferences and seminars that that we put on across the country are all listener supported. And our desire is to help families everywhere and continually offer help and hope to parents and teens in a broken world. Your financial support makes all that happen. Would you be so kind to remember us in your year-end giving? All donations are tax-deductible and greatly appreciated. Hey, thanks for your help. You can donate at parentingtodaysteens.org. That's parentingtodaysteens.org.
1: Earlier today, we talked about a couple of examples of these triggers. Adoption is one, divorce is one. Here's an email that uh, indicates another trigger. Our son has become very defiant over the past four months with regards to our authority as parents, the rules at school, and doing his schoolwork. We have suspected drugs and have tested him numerous times with no positive results. He seems to be getting more rebellious. He does none of his schoolwork, and he just doesn't care about anything. He hates us and has no problem telling us so. I'm very concerned he will run away. Can you help?
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, and, and the good thing about these parents are they're looking beyond, uh, you know, the behavior that they see. And they're going, there's something else going it's the on. the root cause. Yeah, and you know what? Something is going on. You don't get abnormal behavior in normal circumstances. So something's going on. And it may be that he is so shamed uh, by his actions or by his choices or he's embarrassed by what somebody else has done to him, or he doesn't like the fact that he has violated mom's and dad's principles, that he's lying about it now because he's fearful that if he really tells the truth, he's going to lose a relationship with the family. There's a part of it that I go, mom's dad, this is where you might want to require your child to go to counseling and say, you want, if you can't connect with somebody and have discussions about what you're going through, then I'm not paying for insurance for the car. I'm not going to have a, flat panel TV in your room. I'm not going to give you a PlayStation or an Xbox 360. I'm going to turn off the electricity in your room. I'm going to, you know, you're not going to have hot water in a shower. I mean, do whatever you have to do to get a child's attention that causes enough discomfort that it would move them to want to relieve that discomfort and engage in behavior that's going to help them get through some other issues.
1: So the substance abuse is a problem. It's a problem. But it's not the root of what's going on.
2: Yeah, it's symptomatic of something else that's happening. Kids may go through a time where they want to experiment with drugs. It's wrong, and there may be no basis for it. But most of it is because they're trying to escape, uh, forget, engage, a desire to belong, they're doing it for a reason. All behavior is goal-oriented. And what you have to look at is, why was that goal set in the first place? I asked a kid yesterday, hey, I like your haircut. And he goes, cool. And I go, it looks like Justin Bieber, you know, and this guy's kind of bopping around and has his hair slinging all around. And I thought, why is it so important for that kid to look like Justin Bieber, this guy who's a pop artist, little 15-year-old kid? It's because he wants to belong. And I go, so there, it, the hair is not the issue. The longing to belong, which is pretty normal, is the issue that's what I want to get to with any kid.
1: We just have a moment or two left here, but I noticed that you listed middle school as a trigger for issues coming up, especially with girls. It
2: is. You know what? I mean, as I talk to girls and, and spend time with all these girls, I mean, there's I've, we've had over 1,500 girls live with us. I mean, most of the difficulties and hardships that they encountered started in middle school. It's a time where they want to belong, where these little princesses all get together, and I call it the princess brawl, where they <laughs> (laughs) fight it out. And they, because there can only be one princess, but they begin to find out maybe I'm not a princess. Maybe mom and dad lied to me. Maybe I'm this, maybe, you know, I feel rejected. Nobody likes me. I'll go eat worms. I mean, (laughs) at some point they feel down. So they start engaging in other behavior that is foreign to what they have been doing to try to get to a different place because they're disappointed and they want to belong.